Welcome back to the For Film Sake Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archija, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And Daniela Oresti, who's taking pictures of today's shoot. Danny, say hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah, she, did, she didn't even know she was going to be any part of that just now. Yeah, no, <laughs> I just kind of sprung that on her. Yeah, I but, made the decision before I said it. Yeah. I just I like that. I like yeah, that. That was an good. executive decision. Yeah. I like that I a lot. had no sense of thought in that decision. Good. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. If I'm friends with anyone, it's because they're a little bit of a dick. So I'm sure mm. you were going to say something. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Danny's here taking pictures. So if you hear any camera shutters throughout the whole thing, that's why. Mm. Uh, it's just, it's going to happen. We've got, you got like completely brand new, you know? Yeah. It's like um, the room is just like uplifted with cleanliness. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, I've been writing a lot lately. Yeah. So it was just like cans of ginger ale. And oh, nice. And like plates of just disgusting <laughs> things that I've eaten that were frozen. Because the it's thing, just, yeah, the thing is, like, you tell me that you're you're kind of game. You tell me yeah. that you're kind of game, but then every time that I come over, you never clean up for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then Daniela says she's coming over, and then immediately everything's clean. I'm thinking maybe you're not game. I'm thinking that you might not be gay, man. I'm, and I'm kind of taking I'm that personal. Right. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry, right. I don't hey, want to bang just, you. Hey, I'm, I'm just saying, you don't want to yeah. bang me. No, I don't want to bang you. Hey, Whoa. It's called boobs. Whoa. <laughs> That sucks. She has a point. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, so uh, we, were, we were having this conversation. Statistically, mm-hmm. no one should get laid. I th- it's, oh. it's a miracle mm-hmm. that anyone I, gets I, laid. I told you that the, I feel like the odds are ever in my favor. No, I, feel like, I feel like they are. I feel like they are. So <laughs> I'm going to continue to live as like the ultimate optimist. And I'm going to believe that everybody that I encounter wants to be. They might not come out and say that, you right. know, but I have to believe that for my own, just, like, just insecurities. Like to build up your own self-esteem yeah. and just kind of, like, make the world a better place for you. Yeah, that's, yeah. Because, I mean, if I run up against, like, a girl, she's like, she doesn't want to fuck me. Like, she doesn't know any better. Same thing for a guy. You know, he's like, I'm not gay. We're like, well, but look at me, though. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? You should so. go to... <laughs> you should go to a gay bar and just fucking just yeah. see what happens. No, no, just I don't know. Run an experiment. Just jump in the lines then fuck that. I don't know. I went to a gay bar in Wilmington a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I saw a dude uh take up his shirt at a strip pole. Mm-hmm. And then after five minutes I looked away and I looked back and he's in his underwear. Nice. And just dancing the night away. Not spilling a beer. He took yeah. off his shirt and pants, didn't remove the beer from his hand the entire time, and didn't spill a fucking drop. I was, really, I was really impressed by that guy. That's yeah. some ultimate talent. Yeah. And he I was like, like jumping and bouncing and shit and like hitting people with his elbow and he was dancing. It was phenomenal to look at. That's some yeah, freedom. Right? That is some freedom. <laughs> I love to go to a club and just like feel free to take off any article of clothes that I want. You know? <laughs> just shirt, pants, shoes, <laughs> socks, underwear. It doesn't. Generally, it doesn't happen. You know? Sometimes you get arrested for it. You can. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I get the feeling that Wilmington doesn't give a fuck I doubt about it. this. No. Did you know we have fan, fan mail? We do? We have yeah, fan, we had fan the, mail. Who the fuck gave us fan we mail? We had fan mail. Who's the crazy person? Oh, they're, they're actually um, mailing in through physical letters. Oh, okay. They're, they're the physical mail. Okay, we got <laughs> yep. snail mail coming. Snail mail. Should yep. we sing the Blues Clues mail theme song? Mail Blues time. <laughs> mail time. Mail time. <laughs> mail time. I just saw two faces like light up when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to wear my mail. <laughs> But yes, we have fan mail. The first letter is from Sour Bottom 18. Sour Bottom 18. Sour Bottom 18 says, Chris is so awesome. And I feel like Lauren was being mean to him. You know what, Sour Bottom 18? I think you might be right. 
I think Sour Bottom 18 might be on to something. Uh, the next person, the next uh, letter that we got was from uh, Margarita Mommy 45. Right. Uh, and she says, I want to thank you guys for highlighting the sexual needs of the elderly. You know what? <laughs> and, and yes, yes. And um, we got another letter from Matthew McConaughey. He just, he just said hi. Matthew McConaughey just said hi. He just said hi. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I'm getting the feeling that you might. What? Might have uh, what? fabricated you? some of those. No, 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 no. no sour bottom. Sour, sour bottom. Sour bottom. Sour real? bottom. Eighteen is real. Really? Margarita mommy forty five is real. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, you know, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> we're close. We're friends with McConaughey. Yes. He's a he's, he's an avid listener. He listens to the show. He just so, said hi. We're, he did. We're tight. I, th- I think we're getting pretty serious. I feel yeah. yeah. So guys, I mean, you can continue to write in. You know, keep on doing that. We'll read your stuff right on there. Great stuff. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. God damn it, Chris. Oh, yeah. I, fu- I fucking love you, man. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> All right. what about the condiments? A little ketchup mustard? <laughs> so, a little mustard. What have you been up to? Um, I watched a, I watched a crazy movie yesterday. Um, yeah. A Birth of a Nation? Oh, shit. Uh, the, the, the one with... Uh, no, the super racist one. The, oh, the original one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The one that was like, holy shit, this, yeah. is, this is dicey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, how, how did that go? I mean, it went. You know, I mean, <laughs> when, I mean, it's it's what's good about it is like uh, being in film school. You're forced to kind of uh, watch things that would make you uncomfortable normally. Right. You know, so like that's not something that I would have typically watched. You know, seeing uh, African Americans depicted that way. Yeah. You know, but um, it was still a very good film. Yeah, I mean, it's a piece you of know? cinematic history. It is. It is, and I mean, he was he was exploring some things cinematically that had not been done at the time. Unfortunately, black people were looking like ass, but I mean, it was a good film. So. That's well, that. interesting. Yeah. I, I got to catch up on a lot of like the, the like historical cinema mm. that I haven't watched. Like I've been watching stuff from like the 70s forward. Yeah. But I got to go back to like the fucking 40s and mm. 20s just to yeah. get the whole spectrum of stuff. Hey. We watched The Sting the other day in class. Yeah, you're talking about that. Yeah, that was fucking fantastic. That movie was incredible. That's uh, Robert Redford and um, um, another old white guy who I'm not going to be able to think of right off the top of my head. Because they all look the same according to they you. They look very uh, Paul something. Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Paul Newman. There we go. There we go. Yep. Uh, who had a broken leg on set mm. at the time he was going to get fired. And then he threatened to sue the production and they kept him. And that's why they insult him so much throughout the movie. He took that good look thing to heart then, didn't he? What? Like he just broke a leg. Like he just went and did it. He went and did it. Oh, no. I will throw bad jokes out all day. And you I, know I will. <laughs> you know been, I'll do how it. many episodes? 25? 25. Still surprised at this bullshit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to keep doing it. God damn it. You know, if you throw like 50 shitty jokes at the wall, one of them's going to win. That, you know what? That's true. <laughs> well, I think that's what, that's what Adam Sandler does to comedy. He does. It's the Adam Sandler <laughs> just approach. Like, just ah, just keep throw, throw it out there. Just, Batman, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Maybe that'll hit. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so anything uh, else on your side that you've done? I watched the, um, I started watching a show called The Night Of. The Night Of. That it's, sounds familiar. It's on, uh, it's on HBO. It's, uh, they're on episode two now with starring mm-hmm. John Turturro, the, uh, the star of Barton Fink. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, and it's a um, it's a murder mystery type thing. Mm-hmm. So typically, I wouldn't want to watch something like that, but it's on HBO and John Turturro. So I'm thinking it's it, there has to be some type of twist that's more in depth than just a typical murder murder mystery. I would reckon so. Yeah. I, I mean, they got they got a really good cast. Yeah. But John, I mean, John Turturro is fucking fantastic. Hell yeah, yes. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of. Uh, I was watching a lot of like weird movies. Mm. So I downloaded a movie called Never. 
Never. Uh, which I no, no, fuck me. It's not never. It's Always? naked. It's called naked. Oh, naked. Who's that? Oh, uh, I I don't know the I don't know the name of the dude. He's got this weird long face and a groupy mustache, like an mm. unattractive Adrian Brody. I think that's what he looks like. Mm. But that's about as much as I can go on. All right, all right. But I downloaded that movie. And I haven't gotten around to watch it, but the only reason I downloaded it is because the guy in the cover looks so fucking miserable oh. that I was going to be like, you know what? In the, in the event that I feel sad, yeah. I'm going to watch this movie because it's going to make me make feel, you feel better. better. Yeah, I'm doing better <laughs> than this sad fuck. <laughs> yeah, you know? pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And I've been watching Louie, uh, 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 Louie's television show. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, how it's how so far good. did you make it into it? Uh, well, here's the thing. I've always avoided it because of the cringe factor. Yeah. And and now I'm, I'm like for some reason I don't care about the cringe factor anymore. Mm. I don't know what happened. But yeah. Now I can watch actually watch the show. Oh yeah. And I made it to like four episodes into season one, mm. uh, and it's it's so funny. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. Mm-hmm. There's <laughs> my favorite. I think my favorite opening to a show is when he's talking about he's playing poker with his guys and they're talking about like was Sarah Silverman at the table? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. It's just like it's a site. They're all men. There's a gay dude at the table. No, okay. They're they talk talking about like yeah, yeah. the word <laughs> yeah. And like after they go into this whole discussion about like what the word faggot means, yeah. and everyone's just kind of like in a mumber of quietness, mm-hmm. some asshole goes like, "All right, faggot, we'll yeah. keep that in mind." <laughs> just like holy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really funny television, and I'm glad that I can finally enjoy it. I don't know yeah. what happened why mm-hmm. the cringe went away, but it yeah. did, it's, and I'm happy that it did. It gets more cringeworthy like as the seasons go oh, yeah. on. Like season three is just so sad. Oh I, god. Yeah. I can't imagine. I've seen a couple of uh, episodes from season five, mm. and it was just like I saw the episode where he's hanging out with his wife's brother, ex-wife's brother, ex-wife. He's a cop. Brother. He loses his gun, and it's just oh like, yep yep yeah, okay, just okay. a bummer of an episode. Yeah. And I was laughing so hard at it. It's yeah. just L- Louis and Marin always do that. They just give you a shitty situation and just like here, laugh at it. Yeah, you fucking asshole. Yeah, and it works every fucking. They're time. really good friends too. I mean, you can see how their their humor is hot. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. They used to hate each other, didn't they? Yeah, at yeah. Some point? They were they were, they had a little beef for for a few years, but I mean, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Ah, shit gets figured out. Yeah, yeah. I also I have a I have a little story about how two socially anxious people mm-hmm. in a situation that they would be extremely anxious and sort of balance each other out, mm-hmm. and they stop being anxious. The one time that it's fucking happened. Okay. I went to I went to a slam poetry show. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, and it was phenomenal. I mean, the poets were fantastic. I haven't heard about this yet. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear all about this. Oh, you haven't heard? I haven't told you? Mm-mm. Uh Well, uh, it's Slam Poetry Charlotte. And it was, what was that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't talk to people. I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went to the Slam Poetry Charlotte. Uh, it's called Slam Charlotte Poetry. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, regional champions. I think there was a couple of national champions. Okay. And they get together in the Blumenthal Performance Arts in mm-hmm. Charlotte. And in another theater that's a little bit down the road, they alternate. And they, they just do slam poetry tournaments. So okay. they get like eight people and they, they just do poets, poems. Nice. And it was the show. I mean, the show was fantastic. And okay. like the, the talent in there was incredible. Nice. Uh, but I went there. <laughs> I went there on Friday. And uh, I was there with someone. We went out to this poetry thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call her Melissa just because I don't want to be ambiguous. What did you say his name was? Uh, her name. Oh, Mel- oh Melissa. Oh, I'm going to oh. call her Melissa. All right. Uh, so I'm there with Melissa. We go watch this fucking show. And three hours later, we're just walking around the city. Yeah. And we've been talking about all sorts of crazy shit, like shit that we normally wouldn't talk about with other people, but we're kind of like just in the realm of that conversation. Okay. And then we're just like in an intersection. And a car passes by, and they're super loud, and there's just moment of extreme quiet. Mm. And I think that it hit both of us, like all the shit that we've been talking about, things that we wouldn't admit to other people. Yeah. And then <laughs> we both just had this moment where we looked at each other, and we we're like, 
she went, you know what? I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to think about all the weird shit that I said. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel so embarrassed about this. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, no, 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 it's fine because I'm going to go home and, and think thing. about the same thing mm-hmm. and think how embarrassed I am about the, all the shit that I said to you. Yeah. And then uh, like a moment of relief just washed over her face. And she went like, oh, so we're not going to be worried about what we said to each other. We're just going to be worried about what we said. Yeah. And then the anxiety was just gone. And then it you... was the weirdest fucking thing. Wow. Just like it's... <laughs> It's my favorite moment that's happened to me with social anxiety. Then just two people so worried that they're going to be weird and anxious to the other person yeah. that they just don't get nervous around each other. That's, that's how cool. it worked out. That's super cool. It's fucking incredible. Did you use that opportunity to pull out your dick? I did not. Because, ah. uh, mm. you know, I, I, I have this thing mm. called respect. Oh. <laughs> and you got to get rid of that. You got to get rid of that. <laughs> Dignity should. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. Yeah. D- dignity should have been the first thing to go. That's out of the window. God damn it, you don't this. need that anymore. This is, you won't need that. This is why I don't want to bang you, man. <laughs> this, you don't want to bang me. No, I don't want to bang Now you don't want to bang me. You're coming no. out and saying that you don't want to bang me. <laughs> like, really? Really? What? Oh, now she knows that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Daniela. So, this is also mm. recorded online. At least 20 people are going to hear this. Mm. Just, you know. But they might want to bang me. I think they want to bang me. They might. They might. I'm not. Daisy, Daisy the duck wants to bang me. So, I mean, can you can y'all claim that? Does Daisy Duck want to fuck you, Daniela? Does Daisy Duck want to fuck you, Brian? I can't say that she doesn't. I, oh. That's also... <laughs> mm, that's, that's a good point, I guess. Have you seen this lipstick? <laughs> I, oh, I like that, her style. That's Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I like her style, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So that, that's, all, that's, all I, that's about all I did. I just, I just watched poetry and then went to school and watched fucking fantastic movies. Yeah. So great. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell anything yeah. else? Uh, I mean, same typical stuff, you know, going to work, going to school. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I can squeeze it in a minute and a half, but just wanting, like, I, I enjoy my st- the stability that I have in my life, mm-hmm. but I also miss like the, the wild chaotic times of, you know, my younger years, you know, and I can't have both of them at the same time. They just can't exist together. Like my, the, it's like some yin and yang shit. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know, but. But yeah, I'll, I'll I'll figure it out. I'll figure that shit out. It's okay, buddy. Yeah. If you need a hug, just don't whip your dick out, and I'll hug you. All right. We'll, all we'll right. be good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I feel you. I, I'm in I'm in the point in my life where like the sort of the the chaotic things are happening. Yeah. And everything's lining up right. Yeah. But everything's so fucking messy on my week. Yeah. That I like if I don't have a phone to like remind me of the shit that I have to do. Yeah. I'm gonna forget like twenty of them. <laughs> Not true. True. And it's it, it's exciting. It's it's a good time. It and is. I've been writing a lot more too, which feels really nice. Hell yeah. Uh, I have. I, it's 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 going well. It's good. weird. Good. But uh, yeah. Are we good? I think I'm good. Are we done condimenting our podcast? Uh, yeah. Con- right. Yes. Cool. Uh, <laughs> we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back and talk about being Joe Malkovich. Hell yeah. Which honestly might be my favorite fucking movie. I haven't it's, seen that movie. Is it good? Is it, be, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Daniela, you're hired. Get in yeah, the get, mic. Yeah. I'll get out of here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a little break mm. and I'll be right back with being Joe Malkovich. Yes, yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so welcome back. I guess mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna talk about being Joe Malkovich. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird, weirdest fucking movie. Okay. It's it's one of the most unique, very unique pieces of cinema that I've seen, and I'm sad that I missed it up until this point. All right. Because goddamn, is it hilarious? It like, is through and through. It definitely. There's is. not a moment in this movie when I didn't 
laugh at a line of dialogue. I mm. think. Yeah. Like a lot of the, a lot of my, I take notes when I watch movies for the podcast. Mm. And normally it's like about like how they're shot, how it's directed, what mm. does the sound design look like. I have about eight pages, and they're all like just quoting a line and going like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, Mr. Juarez. Oh, no, my name is Schwartz. I can't understand anything that you're saying right now. I said my name is Schwartz. My name is Wartz? <laughs> what? Yeah. My, my, favorite, uh, my favorite note is the first time they get into the elevator mm. to go to floor seven and a half. Yeah. I write, the fuck is this elevator bullshit? Mm. <laughs> so silly. It's just like, okay, let's, let's give a rundown of the movie. What what's what's John Malkovich? Oh, you got real, this. real quick, the people that are in there, the director is Spike Jones. Spike Jones. Everybody should know Spike Jones. Yep. This motherfucker is the motherfucker. Recently directed her. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies of recent past few years. Yep. Her, uh, where the wild things are. I'm sure, a lot of people have seen that mm-hmm. adaptation. Nicolas Cage. That movie is so good and underrated. It's still on Netflix now. I encourage everybody to see that. And if you ever uh, been on a on a like a little small road trip with me, you'll notice one of my favorite songs is Fat Boy Slim Praise You. Mm-hmm. He directed that video as really? well as um, the Weapon of Choice, the one with uh, Christopher Walken. Nice. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Excuse what me. Was it? Uh, then uh, the writer is Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman. I, I love that. I love that man. <laughs> Charlie Kaufman, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Oh, he wrote that wrote. one too? Yes. That makes sense. Oh, yeah. And Adaptation wrote both of those. Nice. And, uh, okay, and, and it stars, of course, John Cusack, uh, Cameron Diaz, being John Malkovich, of course. And a couple of like other people that I don't know the names of off the top of my head, um, but it is a phenomenal. Con- you, you okay? I'm gonna have to call for like ten minutes straight. Is what's gonna happen? <laughs> You're gonna call for like ten minutes? I got something in my throat. Oh, okay. All right, you you good? Should I pause? I, I did this note to say to cut. Okay, and then I just made it awkward by yes. doing this whole thing. So we can continue now. Just call from the air if you want. All right, yeah. <laughs> you know? Fuck it, whatever. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut. We'll be right back. Feisty. <laughs> all right so we're back bad. that's never happened before <laughs> call me off guard <laughs> all right where were we at the last thing we did was like um we were going over the people that were actually in the movie yeah all right so <laughs> it's just it's he's john, not over it he's not over it not the, no what no we got to stick in the moment it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's john cusack cameron diaz and mm-hmm. who the fuck uh john malkovich of course and katherine keener katherine keener was katherine keener was in a 40 year old version uh was she maxine Oh, Maxine, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. I didn't know her name. Yeah. Who, who, like, you know, we always say, um, uh, who were you rooting for in the movie? The whole movie? Yeah. Um, John Malkovich. Really? I felt so bad for Malkovich, the whole oh, okay. fucking movie. All right. He was, he was turned into a puppet, dude. Yeah. I felt so bad for the poor guy. He just wanted to go about his day leading, reading, like, bad Hamlet or whatever the fuck he was reading. Yeah. And, like, being John Malkovich, and then there's people in his head. <laughs> yeah. I was rooting for Maxine. You are rooting for Maxine? Yeah. Why? I mean, she she seemed very driven in life, and she just wanted all the good things that life had to offer. I, I guess. You're not wrong. She was just kind of a bitch. She was very much a bitch. Yeah. I identify with those, like, assholes and bitches and dicks and people like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, I, 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 really, I really wanted to see her succeed. And in a way, she kind of did. She you know? did. Yeah, she she was definitely the one that got better off in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the plot of the movie. Oh, a puppeteer uh, discovers a portal that leads it literally into the head of movie star John Malkovich. I like that it says literally into literally. the head. Literally. 
that's exactly what it is. He just finds a door and the door opens up and you're inside John Markovich's head, yeah. being John Markovich for like 15 minutes and then you're spit out into the New Jersey Turnpike. Mm -hmm. Now, if that's not a fucking plot that you think you should go watch, I, you should, I don't know what's wrong. Because they'll take me home. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> not the Jersey Turnpike, no! Probably, arguably, the worst place to get ditched out of after being inside John Markovich mm. for 15 minutes. Wouldn't be a great place. Which no. is a hell of a sentence to begin with. Yeah. Um, so, the first thing that I want to say about this movie, it's my favorite thing about the movie. The brand of awkwardness in this mm. movie is the perfect combination of, like, this is really sad and also really funny. And I don't know how I should feel, so I'm just going to laugh and try not to cry about what's happening. What was like, sad? Just the dude's marriage was falling apart. Oh, Craig's marriage? Yeah. Uh, Craig, played by John Cruz, like the mm. main character. John uh, his, his, his marriage was falling apart. He lived in a house with monkeys, iguanas, rats. And like, it dog. was all his choice, though. It was it like, was, if he was like a, like a very successful person and then yeah. like, uh, like undue to his own circumstances, like that happened to him. But he mm. chose to be a puppeteer. He chose to marry the woman that lives with a monkey and a dog and a parrot. Iguana. Like, it was like all of his life choices. Right. And you can see that his life choices aren't that smart when he's even going inside John Malkovich and decides to take over his body. Yeah. So, it was like, he's not a person that I felt bad for in the least I, bit. I... I I, I see where you're, I just felt bad, just like, because... He chose that he, life, man. Even though it was, <laughs> he, he chose, chose it. it. it was, it's just depressing to like, look at. Like, John Malkovich, you can feel bad for him. Like, he didn't have a choice in that. <laughs> you know, like, he just got fucked over. You know, he made good life decisions, and then he got true. fucked over. Like, John Cusack's character made terrible life decisions over and over and over, and then he ultimately, you can say he died or whatever, you know, but we'll get to that at the end. My, my, okay, the, my favorite thing about this movie apart, I know I just said my favorite thing, but my mm. other favorite thing was the fact that everyone just accepted that they were going into John Malkovich's head. Mm. Just no questions asked. Everyone's no. just like, oh, we found a portal. What is the lead? John Malkovich's head. Right, you up. got that? Cool. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. We're yeah. done with the movie. Mm -hmm. and everything was just kind of like compact lit, neatly, write, neatly written. Mm. It was super well directed. Yeah. And like just the dialogue was like one of the best dialogue, dialogue that I've ever heard dialogue in, in a movie good. in a long time. And it was such, it's so weird. I mean, it's just, it's a weird movie i like I, my favorite thing about this movie and why i continue to go back to it mm -hmm. is it explores just each it, it explores humanity and yeah. uh, psychology really because i mean everyone in that movie well most of the people in that movie don't want to be themselves <laughs> you know and even uh, cameron diaz's character she discovers a different side of her sexuality when she goes inside of john malkovich's body yep. and she says that maybe she wants gender reassignment surgery after that you know, um, John Cusack uh, uh, playing Craig, he doesn't want to be himself anymore. He would rather live his life vicariously through the eyes of John Malkovich than yep. to be himself. And the, the the odd thing about it is he just lives the exact same life that he would have lived as Craig. Just inside John Malkovich's yeah. body. The, the movie does a really fantastic job at exploring identity and like what identity is and oh, yeah. like sort of depression and mental illness in a way. Just kind of like, because everyone was so sad with being themselves, so fed up with the real world. Yeah. And they would have rather paid $200 to go inside John Markovich's head yeah. for 15 minutes just to escape the feeling of being them, themselves. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it was really, really well done in that aspect. And I fucking loved it. Yeah. And the movie superficially looks really silly and really stupid. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, you're inside John Markovich. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, fuck. This is depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the ending, it was a depressing movie for me. I didn't take it that way. But I mean, it's like we see things different. Like it was yeah. very um, comical for me, I guess. Oh, I was laughing my ass off. Yeah. But it was just very sad. And it, like the, there's a half point way in the movie where I go from like, oh, this is hilarious. So like, yeah. holy shit, this is 
Like, explore, explore that for me, because I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, why don't you get like what, when it got depressing? Yes. Okay. Uh, so the, during the first twenty minutes of the movie, we don't even know that there's a portal that leads into John Malkovich. Mm. said yep. it just Craig sort of falling in love with the second, with not the secretary, Maxine. with Maxine, mm. and then realizing that he has a shit marriage, and then he really loves Maxine, mm. and that's the president in its own right because he goes home every day, and she's like, I don't love this marriage. Oh, that's that's life, though, man. Yeah. That but is that, that's doesn't a, mean that it's okay. I mean, you should be de- you, should, you should be depressed right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it shouldn't take that movie. Like, like that's generally how shit life is. People get married, they're in relationships. I mean, it's just and everything isn't peaches and cream all the time. Yeah, it's it's insane. But then, like, that's the first twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah. Then the next sort of fifteen minutes of the movie is is Craig trying to balance Lottie and Maxine, and Maxine. Mm-hmm. from meeting each other. Yeah. And then he makes the mistake of telling Lottie about the fact that you can be John Malkovich. Yeah. And said, so and then Lottie wants to meet John Mal- uh, wants to be John Malkovich. Yeah. She goes to the office, meets Maxine, and that's kind of the point where all the characters. Do you, uh, at, at, that, at, at one point, you didn't feel like he was a shitty character for, or just had character flaws because he was married. And oh, then, he was a piece of shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, why, yeah. Don't I can't feel bad for him then? A, it's, it's like that's. I felt <laughs> like the, the directorial vision was like I, I didn't think I was supposed to feel bad for him. Like they set so many things up to show how bad of a person that he was. Mm-hmm. It was just not possible for me to give him sympathy here's the thing i think that my sympathy comes from the fact that he was a piece of shit yeah but he was a piece of shit because nothing worked out for him the way that he wanted to mm-hmm. and so he felt stuck in his circumstances and the only way to get out of them was by being a piece of shit that's really what i felt like him yeah. and it's not an okay sentiment at all yeah. I, I don't rec- don't be a piece of shit I yeah exactly it. yeah um but the fact that it happened to craig that way that the reason that the way he had to find himself and mm-hmm. find some assertiveness yeah was like by being a piece of shit was because he was so inwardly, you know, sort of presented and introverted. He was withdrawn. He mm. was socially inept. Mm. Um, so like I could identify with Craig's character mm. up until the moment he was being a piece of shit. Like the first 20 minutes. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. um, but the, the, there's this weird love triangle because like Maxine meets Lottie and yeah. Maxine's kind of a bitch. And she was like, well, I'm going to play this. I'm going to manipulate the shit out of people. Yeah. And like Craig's a puppeteer yeah. and he's being puppeted by this fucking lady. Yeah. Then Lottie comes in and meets Maxine and Maxine says, I want to bang Lottie. Mm-hmm. But then Lottie goes into inside into Malkovich yep. and Maxine calls Malkovich and sets up a date and she has a date with Lottie inside John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. And then Lottie falls in love with Maxine, but Maxine only falls in love with Lottie while she's inside John mm-hmm. Malkovich. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. at the end, you're kind of like that scene and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And it's a weird sort of complicated love triangle that has John Malkovich sitting on the side. Yeah. And, like, the exploring the character dynamics between Lottie and Maxine and Craig was fantastic because Craig, they set up this puppeteer angle mm-hmm. that Craig is, like, really good at puppetry and that's how he gets the job that discovers John Malkovich yep. and then play that. But then uh, there's another kind of puppeteering going on with Maxine, who's puppeteering him and Lottie yep, yep. at the same time to get what she wants, because she's not in love with any other. And that's why that's the character I wanted to win. Like, yeah. she's the mastermind of it all. She's controlling Malkovich, she's controlling Craig, and she's controlling Lottie. Right. At the entire movie, you know? So and I'm like, yeah, she should win. She's the only person that has a head on her shoulders and is smart <laughs> enough to do things correct, well, the way to, to get success. Right, but I feel like everyone in the movie was just kind of like, just not mentally there. Like, it wasn't oh, no. their fault. Yeah. That this shit was happening to them in terms of like, they just didn't know how to cope. They just didn't know how to cope with what was happening. Mm. And Maxine was the only one that knew how to. And so she got control of everybody in that situation. So I thought Maxine was like, oh shit, I hit the mic. Uh I thought Maxine was like a super bitch the whole movie. She was. Um, But she was my favorite character out of the movie. Yeah. Um, But it's just like, 
they get inside your mockers, they fall in love with each other. Now Craig and Lottie are competing for Maxine's affection mm-hmm. while trying to be inside your Markovich and Maxine's yeah. having sex with Markovich. But it's not Markovich, it's either Lottie or Craig. Yeah. And shit just gets weird and Craig locks Lottie up in a cage and it's like, I'm going to have sex with Maxine. Yeah. And then he goes inside your Markovich and just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Why? Like, as a writer, I want to know what's going in Charlie Kaufman's head when he was writing this fucking thing. Because yeah. it's fascinating to me. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I wrote it down by Axe. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, we're right around the middle. So, the the, uh, the end of Act 1 is mm-hmm. when uh, Craig finds a strange secret doorway in the filing office, which is a portal to the mind of John Malkovich. After Craig's life-altering experience inside Malkovich, Maxine calls Craig with the idea to charge people $200 for 15 minutes inside of John Malkovich. Yep. All right, so now we're at the midway point to where Craig actually locks his wife Lottie inside of the, this uh, is the, when the shit, monkey cage. This is the point where shit gets like super dark for me. Because yeah. at first I was like, oh, they're charging people. Joe Markov is going to find out and he's going to be like, no, get out of my head. And it's going to yeah. be all shits and giggles after that. Yeah. Like but a, yeah. then Joe Markovich finds out and then everything just goes to shit. Yeah. It's if if anybody, if there was going to be a sympathetic character for me, it would be Carmen Diaz. Mm-hmm. You know, because what it looks like is she's just living her life. You know, she, she enjoys having monkey and parrots mm-hmm. and she's even like in her spare time she's teaching the the parrot the, the parrot obscenities you know <laughs> or help me fuck you the lock of me in the cage <laughs> you know just like random stuff like she seems to be really enjoying her life and she just has a guy with her in john cusack or craig that just doesn't know what to do with his right you yeah. know and then he ends up pulling her down in the process and she discovers herself again and in the end, she she ultimately leaves him. You know. Yeah, no, absolutely. But Craig Craig was the shittiest guy. He, he was so movie. shitty. So if I was going to have sympathy for anyone, it would have been Cameron Diaz. You know, because she didn't deserve any of the things that was happening to her. You know, but um. Anyway, um, so the, the midway point, uh, Craig jealously forces Lottie at gunpoint to call Maxine and set up a rendezvous after discovering Lottie and Maxine had sex while Lottie was inside of Malkovich. Unbeknownst to Maxine, Craig is inside of Malkovich when they have sex. Craig discovers that and he can manipulate Malkovich like a puppet. So because of the puppetry angle, yeah. you know, now not only can he manipulate actual puppets, for some reason he can manipulate John, John Malkovich, Malkovich like a puppet. You yeah. Know? With the uh, the other people that were like inhabiting John, like they couldn't control what was happening. They were mm-hmm. just seeing through his eyes. But Craig was able to actually put his right hand on a left breast. Yeah. He was, you know, he was able to do that during sex. That was sex. a pivotal scene. And then Markovich freaked the fuck out. <laughs> it's like, what's happening? I didn't move my hand. Yeah. <laughs> right hand, left hit. Right hand, left hit. Do it. Do it. <laughs> it is. It, it's. It's just a weird, fucking amazing movie. Yeah. I, I love the hell out of it. Yeah. Uh, but okay, let's. Because uh, you mentioned the puppeteer aspect. Yeah. And I wanna. I wanna mention something that this movie does extremely, extremely well. Mm. And it's like when it sets up something and then it pays it off. Mm. The payoff or whatever it set up, it set off, set up. It's fantastic. Mm. Uh, so like in the beginning of the movie, you get the puppeteering aspect. Yeah. You learn that Craig is a puppeteer and he's trying to. He's like the sort of the sad, lonely man trying to become uh, a great puppeteer, and it's not working out for him. Yeah. And 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 then they just kind of leave that ambiguous throughout the whole film. They mm. don't bring it up again until he's inside John Markovich. Yeah. And he's trying to control John Markovich like a puppet. Mm. Um, there was another thing with there's just there's just a whole bunch of setups. The puppeteer was one of them. There was a moment where he was like, um, it's like being inside someone else's skin. Mm. The feeling of being inside something. He kind of idolizes that feeling. Yeah. And then twenty minutes later, he's inside Jamalkovich, tech inside someone else's skin. Yeah. Doing what he said was like the biggest fantasy for a puppeteer to do. And I thought that like the movie really, really 
really set that up yeah. extremely well. I agree with that. Everything that the movie set up in terms of writing was paid off at the end of the movie. Yeah. And and it was it was just really really well done. I like I like some of the stuff they did with John Malkovich as the um, as an actor. You know, some of the things that he would have had to like deal with in his real life yeah. when uh, he gets into the the cab, and then it was like, <laughs> "Are you John Malkovich?" He was like, "Yeah, yeah, I am." It was like, uh, "You were I, I really liked you in that uh, that Jewel th- uh, Thief movie." He was like, "I, I wasn't in that." Uh, I'm pretty sure it was you. <laughs> you know, he's like, "What the fuck?" You told me. My other favorite moment is when he's in the restaurant the first time oh, he meets that's Maxine. The retard thing. <laughs> You did a really good job playing that retard in that one movie. Oh, oh thank, oh, you, thank, thank you. you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's like, no, seriously. I mean, my cousin's a retard, so mm. it was just really mm. nice to see mm. it. Mm. Thank you. Oh, it's like, what you. the fuck yeah. is happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. The weirdest dialogue. Like, the dialogue is not realistic mm. at all. Like, mm. no one would talk like this ever. No. But in the context of the movie, it's the best way to present everything that's happening in the yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. It's very surreal. Yeah. I mean, if anybody's seen Coraline, that's the way to uh, to John Malkovich's brain. Yep. You climb through the, the Coraline tube, and then you're <laughs> inside of John Malkovich. Like, it's wild. And <laughs> but the, uh, the the end of Act 2 is uh, Maxine convinces Craig to stay inside Malkovich forever. Mm-hmm. And Craig realizes that he can use Malkovich's notoriety to achieve his lifelong dream of becoming a world-renowned puppeteer. At the same time while this is happening, mm-hmm. we got to keep in mind that Lester... Uh, Lester... Uh, uh, John Crusoe's Craig's boss. Craig's boss, essentially. Okay. Yep. Uh, we find out that he's actually living. He's lived for a long time. Yeah. Because yeah. every time this portal that's in the office mm-hmm. links to someone <laughs> links to someone's head, mm-hmm. and every and their forty fourth birthday, they, this guy jumps into the hole and takes over that person's body. Yeah. So the next victim was supposed to be Malkovich. Yeah. But then Craig found the hole. Mm-hmm. So we have this whole drama about Lester and like all of like 15 other people yeah. that want to be inside your Malkovich mm-hmm. to live forever. Yeah. yeah. They got to now convince Craig to get out of Malkovich yep. so they can do that. So they end up kidnapping his wife. Yeah. And then and threatening to kill her. I mean, they really weren't going to do it, but they're saying, if you don't get out of the body, then we're going to kill your wife. And he's like, all right, click. <laughs> Hangs up on him. It's like, oh, he caught our bluff. <laughs> Yeah, and that leads to like a chase, a chase sequence inside Markovich's subconscious. Oh yeah, with yeah, yeah. Uh, Lottie chasing Maxine. Maxine with a gun. Yeah, and they just into this weird, just like puzzle piece of Markovich's head, mm-hmm. and they that- get out the turntable like the the pike in the side of the road and they end up making out because they realize how much they're in love with each other you're gonna see that exact scene done all the way over again mm-hmm. in two weeks when we do um eternal sunshine of a spotless mind really same director same writer well same writer um and <laughs> it's you, yeah <laughs> very very good it's fucking fascinating like the the amount of weird shit that they did in this movie yeah. but they paid everything off perfectly there wasn't a plot point or yeah. like a point in the story and I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like everything was extremely well paced, extremely mm. well written, extremely well shot. Oh yeah, it was shot very simply. Yeah, but uh, just like the fun of having that like super low ceiling where nothing kind of really makes sense. Yeah, wh- why why do we have these low ceilings? Uh, low overhead. We pass the savings <laughs> on to you. <laughs> what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> it's really just weird. That's why we have low ceilings because we have low overhead. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's this one scene, and then once everything was fine, and then once Markovich finds out that people are going inside his head, yeah, it's kind of like the the dramatic climax of the movie. Mm. Shit goes wrong, and there's this one scene where John Markovich goes inside John, <laughs> John Markovich's head. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he jumps into John Markovich's 
subconscious. Yes. And there's just a bunch of like people with John Malkovich's head, and mm. the only thing they can say is Malkovich. 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 <laughs> yeah. And he runs around, and when he gets out, there's a scene where he's looking at Craig, and Craig is like. With other respects, sir, I discovered the portal. It's my livelihood. Yeah. And John Malkovich goes, It's my head, Schwartz! It's my head! Yep. <laughs> and I, yeah. I legitimately cried. Like, I had to pause the movie for like 20 minutes so I yeah. could laugh at that. Yeah. That's when the absurdity of the entire movie hit me. And that's when I said, I'm not even going to take any more notes. I'm just going to enjoy this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> cried so fucking much. Yeah. <laughs> And after coming home to find that Lester and Lottie have kidnapped Maxine and will kill her unless Craig Craig leaves Malkovich so that they can live inside Malkovich forever, Craig decides that he must leave Malkovich's body in order to save Maxine. So, like right around the like the last twenty minutes of the movie, Malkovich decides on the forty fourth birthday before it hits midnight to to leave Malkovich's body and to save his marriage. All the while, uh, Lottie, his wife, is now um, taken up with the girl that he thought was going to be his new girlfriend, Maxine. And Maxine is also pregnant with his wife's child by way of John Malkovich. (laughs) Yeah. But that means that while Lottie was inside John Markovich, mm-hmm. Maxine got pregnant with John Markovich. That's all that means. Yep. It's it's fucking weird, but it starts a new relationship and they live fucking happily ever after. Yeah. And Craig gets, you know, gets the shit under the stick, which he deserved because he was being an asshole they the did. whole time. They, uh, they talked about um, what happens if you you enter the body after the uh, the 44 and mm-hmm. after then you uh, you go back into a baby and you're just trapped underneath the subconscious and mm-hmm. you just, you're just trapped. Right. And that's ultimately what happens to... To, to Craig. Craig, yeah, he gets so caught up with trying to be in Maxine and in Maxine's life because he doesn't give a shit about Lottie anymore. Yeah, uh, that he enters the subconscious of John Malkovich's kid, which mm. is Emily, which is the new kid. Yep, that which, Maxine which is, is pregnant with. Yeah, his wife, his wife's kid, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know, John Malkovich's <laughs> kid, his wife's kid. All right, so now that we've kind of given you like a, a rundown of like the insane story that this movie has going on for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the one thing that I really, really, really enjoyed about this movie was um, what it talked about. I mean, they had a lot of things about identity, mm-hmm. a lot of things about depression and yep. sort of like figuring out who you are as a person. Definitely. And then like not wanting to be yourself, but not being able to be anybody else yeah. realistically. Yeah. I mean, it, it does that very well and it disguises it under comedy. Yeah. But at the same time, it, I mean, it hits it right on the fucking head. It definitely does. Uh, like, for example, the first the first person that they take into Malkovich's head, that's not them. Mm. It was like a fat dude. Uh, oh, yeah. And he's just like, he's talking about how terrible his life is. And right. Yeah, just like $200. Just, yeah, just, like, just $200, get inside your Malkovich and fuck yeah, off. Yeah. Uh, kind of thing. But like, when that, that guy was the first time that that point was introduced, it was like, I hate being me. Yep. And then you kind of went like, okay, that's fine. And then 15 minutes later, Craig is in the same boat. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be himself because Maxine's not interested in him. Yeah. And he's jealous of Lottie and he just wants to be John Malkovich so he can bang Maxine and have a weird relationship. Yeah. And he literally sacrifices everything that makes him Craig for in order to be John Malkovich. And then it starts turning Malkovich into Craig. Yeah. So like it has a, it has a weird sort of inevitability. Mm. That word is always... Inevitability, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Uh, It it makes... It just kind of highlights that whatever you do to be someone else, you'll always end up being you again. There's no way to getting around that. Yeah. That's um my my tagline for the end was accept who you are. There's something great within everyone, right. and the the people that did accept who they were, Maxine, like mm-hmm. she knew who she was the whole time. She accepted that, 
And when Cameron Diaz's character finally accepted who she was, you know, um, and, and it took going into John Malkovich's body for her to fully grasp who she was, mm-hmm. then she was able to have that happily ever after. Yeah. And John Cusack's character, he was never able to accept himself fully, and he, he has he, to restart. Yeah, he got the sh- literally. Yeah, he, he got the restart. shit out of the sick because he couldn't learn to be who he was. He couldn't learn to be Craig. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, for a movie to do that while still being funny mm-hmm. and still being as absurd as this movie is, oh, I yeah. mean, it's great fucking writing. Mm-hmm. And a lesser director would have made, I think, the, 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 the great thing that this movie has with Spike Jones being a director is mm-hmm. that Spike Jones knows how to give information to the audience yeah. without spending too much time and having too much faff on it. So, like, throughout this movie, even though, like, we've just explained the whole ridiculousness of it, we know exactly what's going on. Yeah. There's never a moment where we feel that the movie is is lost in itself. Mm -mm. It's always constant and it's always always on point with what's happening. You know how bullshit would have been if they would have gone through explaining why there's a portal there? Why it connects to John Malkovich and how all of that shit sets up? Mm -hmm. You know, it would have been so drab. Like, I would have hated that. You know, you just accept that this portal is real. You accept that it goes into John Malkovich and the repercussions of that. And there's something interesting that happened when we were watching the movie. Because when he discovered a portal, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, why is there a portal? Why is it connected to Malkovich? But then I saw all the characters in the movie not giving a shit. Not giving why a f- I wasn't yep. gonna so we shouldn't either. So I was like, "All right, they don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yep. I'm just gonna enjoy the fucking movie." Yeah. And and it's it's cle- like as a director being able to convey that message to an audience effectively because mm-hmm. there's movies that try to do it. There's movies that try to not explain key points of their movies. Yeah, and then leave and the audience lost. Yeah. Yeah, and then the audience is confused. But somehow, like with Charlie Kaufman's talented writing and mm-hmm. Spike Jones' amazing directing, mm-hmm. you get this really nice blend of like we don't know what the fuck's happening. So you don't either. Yeah. You're just, just enjoy have the ride. To take it. Just yeah. enjoy it. Yep. And it, like that, coupled with like this incredible story about identity mm-hmm. and self-discovery, and just kind of like this weird subplot with an immortal being that's lived for 105 years. Yeah. Who we have no idea who the fuck he is, by the way. He's just no. there. No, he's just because he just wants John Markovich's body. Yeah. Um, which he gets at the end. <laughs> I, that's that's the the only thing for me. Like the, the the untied string. Mm-hmm. The um because that old guy and like the fifteen to twenty other old people that are inhabiting, they're living as kind of like a collective consciousness from right. body to body. But what's the resolution for them? You know, because I mean they're not living a just and fair life. You right. know, so they're they're not going to continue to get what they want out of life. You know, well, they just want to be alive. He even says it. You in can't one do point it. Of the movie. You can't do that. Though. That's that's the point. I think yeah. that's one other thing that the movie was trying to say yeah. that you have to let go at some yeah. point. Yeah, you have to um, accept your own fate, accept who you are. Yeah, and because the yeah. when they were inside Lester's, they even said it when he was telling uh, uh, Craig that he wanted to bang the secretary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, it's not my secretary. It's uh, <laughs> whatever he said the name of it was. Yeah. And like another great thing that like another I love this little details in movie. The secretary she mm. never understood what was being said to her. Yeah. And that was a run in York throughout the and, whole and movie. And she she blamed it on the boss as if he had a speech <laughs> impediment. So like the, she's been working for him for years and years. She tells him that he has a speech impediment just because she has a listening impediment. Right. <laughs> and like the boss constantly asking people like, "Can you understand what I'm saying?" Perfectly. Yeah. Just like the amount of insecurities that are happening in this movie. The, yeah. Like the way they're expressed, mm-hmm. identity, and how you like have to discover yourself to be yeah. happy yeah. and figure life out. I and mean, it was just a beautiful piece of cinema disguised as a sort of raunchy, mm. avant-garde weirdness. There was, a, uh, there was a nice cameo as... Um, Brad Pitt. Oh, no, not even the Brad Pitt cameo, or yeah. the Sean Penn cameo. Oh, Sean, oh yeah, that was right. Sean yeah. Penn was in it. Yeah, there was the uh, guy. He was uh, John Malkovich's good friend in the movie. Um, he he. Uh, what, what's the guy's name? The damn Spider Blood or Tiger Blood? Oh, Charlie uh, Sheen. Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen. Hell I yeah, love Charlie, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Charlie Sheen was in it. 
Winning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy. So, I mean, it's, there was some good cameos. Even the, the elevator scene, there mm-hmm. was the, uh, if you notice, there was a black lady in there that opened the elevator for Yeah, her. I know that lady. Yep, she's in the help. I don't know her name. What's she, her name? She was in, I don't know her name either. She, okay. was, she was in the help, though. She uh, That was her, her her first role, that first big role in the help. Oh, she nice. was the one that put the shit inside the pie and gave it to uh, one of the uh, the ladies and had her eat the shit pie. Jesus Christ. Yeah. She was also in a, uh, a, a television show called Drunk History. Oh, I've seen that one. She, yeah. she plays Harriet Tubman on that. So it's, <laughs> it's super good. But yeah, it's, it had it's great, fantastic. It had great cameos, great writing, great direction, great actors. I mean, it's it really is like yeah. even if you're not into like because we look we look at movies a little differently. We're always looking mm. at like sort of the craft along with the plot. Yeah. But even if you're not into like looking at a movie that deeply, yeah. I mean, this is a great fucking movie. It's oh, just yeah, a it's... fun, genuine. Like, if you watch this movie with a couple of friends and, like, a two six-packs of beer, it's yeah. a great time. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> I watched it alone, and I was dying fucking laughing. Same. I mean, I've watched, I watched the movie a few times um, back in, I guess, the mid-2000s, mm-hmm. and then again with my, my girlfriend, like, maybe a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, this is the first time that I watched it all the way through by myself, no cell phone, no nothing, just staring at the screen and trying to take information in, mm-hmm. and... Just getting more. I feel like the more you watch this movie, the more information you're going to get out of it. Like yeah. I don't even think we've covered like the depth that it went into. Mm-hmm. You know, the psychology, the ego, the id, and the super ego. I mean, it goes into that. I mean, there's so many different layers to this movie. It's it really is it's it's brilliant. Insane. It's so, really it's brilliant. It's it it's is. honestly I can say that it's one of my favorite movies. Mm. I think it's it definitely made its way back to a movie that I've never seen. I had no opinion on to yeah. like be in my top three movies. Yeah. Of all time. Just like the comedies and piggly well timed. Yeah. It's well shot, well written. Yep. Everything is sort of delivered on point. There's nothing loose. Mm. All the plot points are there. Even the ones that are insignificant are resolved and but they don't you don't need to know why you don't they, need to know how they yeah. were resolved. You just know that they were resolved. Yeah. And that's not that's my favorite thing. It shows restraint from a director that knows what he's doing. And knows how to take advantage of a good, good, good script. Oh, yeah. And that's that's why I love being John Malkovich. I mean, it was fucking fantastic. I loved it, too. There's no way I can get around that. It's just yeah. good. Yeah. We are at 30 minutes. We are. We just talked about 30 minutes about being inside John Malkovich's head. Hell, yeah. How does that... that I, I, I like our jobs. Yeah. Our jobs yeah. are nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, any closing thoughts on Malkovich? Um, good movie, and you should see it. All right, that's pretty much the, the, the whole thing yeah. for me, too. Just yeah. watch. Just, just watch, watch that movie. Watch it. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back with uh, television and movie premieres. Do-do-do-do. What, what he said. Do-do-do-do. 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 Hit that shit. Friends. <laughs> That's how you make friends. You insult them to their face. Very about that. <laughs> it's the only way. That's the only way. It's the Hispanic and yep. Afro-American. It is. It is. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. I, there are no white people in this room except family members. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Name is white. He is. He, he is. Well, he's, he's kind of off-white by now. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's yeah. 10 years old. Yeah. Motherfucker's dirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's do the movie premiere thing that you do. Uh, TV and movie premieres. TV and movie. It's going to be July the 26th through August the 1st. Uh, the first thing coming up on Tuesday, July the 26th is Mad TV. Do you remember the show, Mad TV? Is that 
It was like a Saturday Night Live. No, I remember Mad TV. It oh, yeah. Like, it's back. It's coming back? It's back. It ran from 1995 to 2009 on Fox, and mm-hmm. the CW was bringing it back. C- interesting. Yeah. CW. Yeah. That's a weird network for Mad TV. They have all those good television programs, like... Um, like um, Arrow? Maybe? And, um, <laughs> 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 yeah. Like all of those. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the Flash, I think. Mm. Maybe? Maybe. I don't Slightly, Slightly. yeah. <laughs> the originals is that on there? Uh, is that I don't yeah. know. The originals, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it it joins all those fine television programmings. So uh, Tuesday, July the twenty sixth, that's Mad TV on the CW at nine p.m. So um, oh, they're gonna be bringing back a lot of the uh, the old cast. Oh really? So they're gonna miss and match. They're, they're gonna still have life. Yeah, they're, they're still alive <laughs> all the way back from two thousand and nine. <laughs> they continue to live. <laughs> Listen, Matt TV feels a lot older for me. (laughs) (laughs) They still live. Uh, The next thing is going to be on Wednesday, July the 27th. uh, Ozzy and Jack's World Detour. Is that Ozzy Osbourne? Ozzy Osbourne, yeah. Can he talk now? Can I don't, he finally talk? It is Sharon! Like, no. I guess about it, I guess. No, I mean, he's like pretty much incoherent like the yeah. majority of the time. But I mean, I still like to watch him on television just like being himself. Being Ossie Osborne. Yeah. He was an interesting fucking yeah. character. You know that they did a genealogical study on him because they were like curious about how he lasted through so many drugs and parties. Mm. Turns out he is genetically made to party. <laughs> what? He has like... He has a, a mutation that lets him process drugs a lot easier than other people. Wow. And that's why he's not dead yet. Just that kind of sucks though, doesn't it? <laughs> no, like, no, like really that has to be pretty expensive. Because like for me, if I was to do like a little bit of heroin, mm-hmm. I would probably be smacked out for like a month. Yeah, right. You know, and that would be pretty cheap. You know, but for him, he would have to probably spend a couple thousand dollars just to get that little bit of a high. Yeah. That doesn't seem worth it. Mm-mm. I mean, he was very high a lot yeah, He of did, time. exactly. How much did that yeah. high cost? How much does that cost? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm buzzed off a of beer, you know? So, I mean, like, he would have to buy up, like, the 7-Eleven. I guess. <laughs> Just ring the whole fucking car. Yeah, I feel bad for him, man. I awesome. feel bad. Well, he bit the head of a bat, so I'm sure he's fine. He did, yeah, yeah. yeah that, he's, I'm sure he's, <laughs> he doesn't have any problems finding ways to get high. He, he had that show on, uh, on MTV. Um, him, him and uh, Sharon, they, it was, like, the Osbournes, maybe it was called. Mm-hmm. That show was like the first like big family reality TV show it was huge. And then we got the fucking Kardashians. Oh, before that we got what's the uh, name? Uh, Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson, that one. What the fuck? What? Jessica Simpson was like. Did you know that Jessica Simpson did a reality TV show? Paris Hilton. I, yeah, I knew Paris that, Hilton. Yep. Jessica Simpson thought that um, there was this food. It was called Chicken of the Sea, mm-hmm. and it's tuna. But she thought that there was actual chickens in the water, and is what she was eating, like water chickens. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. She thought she was eating water chickens when it was in fact tuna. God bless that woman. On television, yeah. But she's like close to being a billionaire now, though. Has she? Yeah, she uh, she, in, she invested very well. She made a uh, a brand of uh, hair care products that's edible. Seriously, not a joke. No, I know it's <laughs> yeah. not a joke. It just sounds funny. But it is funny. <laughs> it's funny. She made Fucking a... Paris Hilton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Paris Hilton. Yeah, she's doing well for herself as well. Paris Hilton. That was That was her brother, right? Paris? P P R like you talking Perez Hilton? Yeah, Perez. Hilton. No, no, no. They're, they're, not, they're nope. not related. What the no. fuck? Mm-mm. All right. Well, never mind. Now that yeah. I'm being an idiot, let's just move on to the other thing. <laughs> Perez Hilton. Um, the next thing is go. So that's um that's Wednesday, July the 27th. Ozzy and Jack's World Detour is going to be on the History Channel at 10 p.m. So you can check that out. Uh, next we have Thursday, July the 28th. Jeff Ross presents Roast Battle. 
Oh, those are fun. Yeah. Those are a lot of yeah. fun. So, like, basically, like, the only thing that he does well in the comedic world is, like, talk shit about people. Yeah. So, he now has a format where he can do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have to make money, make money doing something that you love. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so he has his own roasting show. It's going to be on Comedy Central, and it's going to start this Thursday, July the 28th at 10 p.m. I'm so excited for the next one. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that Jeff Ross thing. The only thing like I don't I feel uncomfortable when there's like some unsuspecting person that's getting like it almost feels like bullying, right. you know. But when you have a show set up for this specifically, if you're there, then you have to know what might happen to you there. Yeah, you know, right. like he might roast that. You ass. have to like sign like a like a waif. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I'm, I might die from getting roasted to death in this bitch. <laughs> you know, you have to sign that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's Jeff Ross presents Roast Battle, Comedy Central, 10 p.m. Thursday, July the 28th. Uh, the next is going to be Sunday, July the 31st, Shark fucking NATO. Shark, is it, is it the, the fourth movie? The fourth Shark NATO? The fourth Shark NATO. This Dude, one is called The Fourth, fourth Awakens. The Fourth? The Fourth Awakens. It's, oh, I want to <laughs> Shark NATO, <laughs> The Fourth Awakens. God damn. It's like, <laughs> I feel like that's Mike Tyson trying to say Force. The Force. <laughs> yeah. I'm so tired of the intentionally bad movies. Like, they were I'm funny not, the first two times. I'm not tired of it at all. We're done. We're I fucking done. I love shit movies. I love <laughs> shit movies. It's like, it's like I, don't, I don't like the in-between. I mm. love great movies, and I love the, just... the shit. I love bullshit. And Sharknado, the first one was so terrible. The first one was amazing. Yes. How terrible it was. And, like, they, they keep pushing the border, like, further and further and further. Like, how much worse can we get? And I want to see. I want to <laughs> <laughs> I finally watched Mean Girls like after like seven years of forgetting to mean watch Mean Girls. Uh, Lindsay Lohan <laughs> and uh, your girl with the scar on the face. Um, um, uh, scar with the face? Yeah, Scarface. Um, okay. Tina Fey. Oh, Tina Fey. Oh, I forgot oh, she has a scar on her face. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That makes much more sense now that you said. I, I read her book. Like, I'm in a comedy, uh, comedian, so I read her mm-hmm. book. She talked about how she got uh, cut when she was in first grade. I remember that. Yeah. Bossy yeah. Pants, right? Yeah. Oh, book? You yeah. read fucking Bossy Pants? I, I, read the, I read half of it. That's a fucking good yeah. book. Hell yeah, man. It's, it's, she, Tina Fey is fucking fantastic. I identified with Tina Fey in that movie more than I did with anyone else. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's such yeah. a great movie. Yeah, that's Lindsay Lohan's like one of her best movies that she's been. Yeah, in. I think. You know, she was really young there too. Yeah, she, I mean, um, do you want to have an episode about Lindsay Lohan movies? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm um, <laughs> I mean, we can we can do uh, the Parent Trap. We can do. Just on the Parent Trap alone, no. um, Georgia Rule. The, we can get into some Georgia Rule. We can get into, uh, what's that car movie the, that was really the, bad? Debbie, Debbie Fully Loaded. Debbie Fully Loaded, yeah, yeah we can yeah. get in that Fully Loaded, yeah. I mean, it, Mean Girls, there's at least like five movies that we can talk about with Lindsay Lohan. And then, but the thing is, like, we're going to start talking about <laughs> Lindsay Lohan movies and just end up talking about like the weird shit that was Lindsay Lohan on MTV for like the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like she spiraled. She MTV, spiraled MTV, like kicked the shit out of Lindsay Lohan. In she terms kicked of the like, shit out of herself. I mean, yeah, but she could have done that privately. MTV was like, nope, we're going to publish every fucking second of it. And, and I, I like I like that we have that ability to see anything and everything all the time. All the time. You have no privacy. Fucking big brother. Yeah, it is. I mean, really, though, there is no privacy anymore. 
And I feel like any it's an illusion. Privacy is a complete illusion, and I'm I'm just glad to tear that down in any way possible. <laughs> but um, what's that? Before we get to like Edward Snowden on us, what's the next fucking? It was uh, Snowden. Movie? Yeah. Um, that, yeah, but that's it for uh, for television. So that's uh, July the 26th through uh, August the 1st. And again, see that Sharknado, The Fourth Awakens. The Fourth God Awakens, guys. Just uh, <laughs> put Mike Tyson's hat on the cover. That'd be cool. <laughs> he might be in the fifth one. No, kid. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Just off, that, <laughs> just off that alone. All right, so now we're going to go into the movies. <laughs> movies that are coming out this week. Bad Moms. Bad Moms. Yeah. It's, uh, Sounds it's, like a Melissa McCarthy movie for some reason. It does sound like that. It's mm-hmm. following the trend of just having something and putting bad in front of it. You know, you can have a bad Santa. You bad can have neighbors. a it got bad neighbors. You can have bad grandpa. You can mm-hmm. have bad teacher. You know, bad moms. Like, just put the word bad in front of it. And, you know, and people instantly won't go to the movies and see it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> they're continuing that trend. Uh, this one right here is uh, rated R. It's uh, starring uh, Mila Kunis as um, a lady named Amy. Mm-hmm. She uh, seemingly has a perfect life, a great marriage, overachieving kids, a beautiful home and a career however she's overworked overcommitted and exhausted to the point that she's about to snap fed up she joins forces with two other overstressed moms on a quest to liberate themselves from the conventional responsibilities going on a wild unmom like binge on a long overdue freedom run <laughs> for self-indulgence putting them on a collision course with a pta queen christina applegate I just want, while you were reading that, Daniela turned to me and just went like, "What the fuck? What, what is happening? What? <laughs> You're doing what? That does not compute. This sounds this sounds awful. Oh no no no! It's gonna be. I assume it's gonna be. Unmom like behavior. Yeah. What is that? They're just gonna I think they're just gonna go and bang Shannon Tatum. They should. What? Nothing wrong with that. No, I bang Shannon Tatum. I'd like to think that Shannon Tatum would like to bang me. That's what I would like to think. That's what I would like to think. So, <laughs> bad moms. That's 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 rated R. I mean, if you're gonna see that from the <laughs> fuck out of here, Brian. <laughs> I got a little. <laughs> I mean, I gotta give you points for confidence, dude. <laughs> you go ahead and put it out there. Oh yeah. Gotta hear it. They gotta hear it. They gotta know it. Oh but yeah. Um. If for no other reason, I mean, I might catch this like on Netflix or something like that to check out um, Ashton Kutcher's wife. She's mm-hmm. in it. And uh, Christine Applegate, she's in it. So, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, the next thing that's coming up. Did you, are you a fan of Mila Kunis at all? I, I love Mila Kunis. Yeah. Mila Kunis. Yeah. I mean, of the, the like one movie, two movies she's ever been in. I don't like her because of the movies. I, I like her. <laughs> yeah. I like, like I'm a that's fan of like show. the, mm. the, the that's show was a good one. Mm. Yeah, well, she's just like every time she shows up online or does an interview or something, mm. she's really funny. She? So like, I don't really like what she does, but I like her. She was already in yeah. um in Book of Eli, and all right, she was in that movie. There was uh, it was either No Strings Attached or Friends with Benefits. It was a uh, No Strings Attached. No Strings Attached was Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis. No, Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. Just... No, that was Friends with Benefits. Fuck! God damn it! <laughs> you know they're, they're the same. They're the same movie. movie. They're the same movie. I didn't even see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they're the same movie. One has Justin, one has Ashton, one has Mila Kunis, Mila Kunis and the other one has, other um, no, she's not some of the ladies, she's uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman? Yeah. Okay. I like, I like Natalie. Hell yeah, she's I super cool. Yeah. Natalie's cool. Um, then the last movie of the week, big time movie, um, everybody's going to go see this, I'm sure. Jason Bourne is a PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg returns to his most iconic role as Jason Bourne, which finds the CIA's most lethal former operative drawn out of the shadows. 
I just what? Yeah, what? Thing, isn't it? Uh, what? Why yeah, is she looking no, like that? No, no, there's no. What? <laughs> don't worry about it. We're good. I don't. <laughs> what? I don't see anything wrong with what he just said. <laughs> what do you mean? Mark Wahlberg. He's back. He's Mark back. Wahlberg is fucking Mark back. Mark Wahlberg is and back. Jason is... <laughs> Three of the most amazing action movies that I've ever seen. Extremely well directed. Yes. And Wahlberg has been fantastic in every, in every fucking single, single one. one of them. In every one it's of them. It's incredible how consistently good Wahlberg can be in those action movies. He is. He is. He is. And they're, they're just so good. I'm so excited to see Wahlberg again. I am. As, I am. as Jason Bourne. It's yes. Just, He's just reprising his role as Jason Bourne yep. to give us another movie. So, I mean, I'm going to be at the theaters to support Mark Wahlberg and the Funky Bunch. I watch... And, uh, uh, <laughs> and I hope everyone does the I, same. Th- there, was a, there was a marathon going on uh, about Jason. Uh, they were playing the other Jason Bourne movies. Yeah. And Mark Wahlberg did a couple of interviews for them. And it was, nice. just, it was awesome to see to see him. Yeah. To see him as... Uh, just to see him. Yeah. It was yeah. cool. I like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah. He's nice. Good vibrations. Fucked up his name. I should go to his burger shop. It's opening pretty soon. Oh, the one in Charlotte? Yeah, it's opening pretty soon. Hell yeah. Yeah, Wahlberg's opening a Wal- Wahlburger. Oh, no, I don't care about that. There's a burger and then restaurants. <laughs> like, they're, they're sold. <laughs> Sorry, there's food involved. Mm-hmm. The spider senses are tingling. Hell yeah. Is that it for movies and television? That is all for movies and television right, cool. this week. Remember to check out Mo Wahlberg and Jason Bourne. It's yeah. going to be great. He's going to be good. Gonna be awesome. That. Yeah. So... <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. It was a great episode. It was. It was. I mean, I don't mind sucking my own dick. You know? It was. It was a great episode. Yeah. You know what? Before this goes any more down the rabbit hole, I'm just gonna fucking. Yep, that's it. I'm just gonna cut. Cut it. Thank you. Thank you guys for watching. You can, you can find us on Twitter at the uh, at underscore FFS podcast. We're in the iTunes podcast app. We're in Google Play Music, and we're in SoundCloud under For Film's Sake. Uh, we also have a Facebook page that's also under For Film's Sake. Mm-hmm. And you can just look Google under For, for Film's Sake, and you'll find us pretty much. Yeah. And also, we have the lovely Ladena here. We came here to take a couple of pictures, mm-hmm. and she's got a Twitter as well. You don't need to go on my Twitter. No, I don't use that. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Don't do that. I have an Instagram. Okay. You underscore photography. Um, from there, you can, <laughs> wow, there we hello, go. Hi. Um, and then you can just go to my Facebook page, it's just um, capital D-U space photography, and from there you can just link to my website. So. Cool, there we go. All the information will be in the description down too. Uh, thank you so much, Danny, for coming in and taking pictures. Definitely so, really that appreciate that. Super cool of you. Definitely blackmailed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, thank you guys for watching. I will see you next week. Late. Cheers. I won't see you, but you know. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs>